Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. I'm here today with Carrie DeFrancisco, the author of Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, and the host of a popular podcast, Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Health. Carrie, I am so excited to have this time to just sit and chat. We have so much in common, and I love everything that you share. Um, So yeah, can you give us just a little bit of a background of of you, your family, homeschooling, all of that? Sure, and thank you for having me. I so enjoyed talking with you at the Great Homeschool Convention last summer, and so I've been looking forward to this for a while, so thank you. Let's see. I've been married to my husband for 27 years and we have two kids that we homeschooled. uh, I like to say from birth all the way through um, (laughs) high school. Um, Both of them are now adults. Well, that pains me to say. Um, So I am a retired homeschooling mom. I uh, removed the homeschooling mom hat about two years ago when my son graduated from high school. But uh, my daughter is in her final semester of grad school. Uh, looking forward to going towards her PhD. So she was my book nerd. (laughs) And then uh, my son is in his sophomore year of college and uh, he's playing collegiate baseball. So I always love to throw that out because so many homeschool dads think, well, my kid can't homeschool high school because he'll never get to play sports. And that's not true. Um, So yeah, we homeschooled all the way through. I like to say I was one of those accidental uh, homeschoolers. I had no intention of homeschooling. I actually thought homeschoolers and homeschool moms were um, weird and crazy. And I was actually a home, um, a teacher, a classroom teacher. And I was actually an adjunct professor. Uh, and I taught teachers in the credentialing program. So I also had that very arrogant mindset of how dare them think that they could do what you know we do. Um, and then I had my daughter. And God started putting on my heart, no, she's an out of the box kind of a thinker. I don't think school's going to be for her. And um, I just kept saying, there's no way, there's no way. But as soon as God puts that in your, your head or your heart, I ran into homeschoolers everywhere I went grocery store line, the gym, when I used to go to the gym, the park, I mean, everywhere I went, there was somebody who was homeschooling. And so I would just start to pick their brain. And then finally, my daughter, she was four and she was like, mommy, I really want to go to kindergarten. And um, I want to start school now. And where we live, she couldn't because she was only four. So I approached my husband and said, what do you think? Let's just do kindergarten. Um, And if, it doesn't go well, then she'll just go to kindergarten next year. And of course he was like, you're crazy. Homeschoolers are weird. We're not doing that. But um, he finally came around and um, it was supposed to be one year at a time. You know, we'll we'll homeschool one year at a time and see how it goes. And the rest is uh, history. But yeah, we've been homeschooling all the way through my kids homeschool through high school. Um, it, It really has been quite an adventure and I wouldn't have done 
anything different or I mean not different but I wouldn't have chosen a different way to educate the kids because it it really has been a huge blessing and privilege um to be their mom and their teacher yeah yeah no I I can relate to so much of that I I didn't think I wanted to homeschool um (laughs) I started looking into it because when I went to go sign my oldest up for kindergarten which I mean you just do that that's that's what you do you know, so I went to sign him up and the f- first form that I had to fill out, the first question was, was your son born vaginally or by C-section? Vaginally were forceps used. And I'm like, that is none of your business. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to put him in a situation where they're trying to judge him by his birth. You know, I, I couldn't see any other reason for wanting that information. And um, yeah, so I convinced my husband, just do it for a year. Mm-hmm. And actually I waited two years because when he was going in, when he turned five, I had a newborn and twins that were two years old. And oh, wow. So I was like, okay, there's no way I can homeschool. I mean, now <laughs> I know different. Now I know different, but yeah, it's homeschooling is a really awesome life it is everybody it's a lifestyle it really is and once moms realize that that you don't do school for three hours or I don't know five hours or six hours that's a whole nother story when moms do that but when they they box in right so they have their homeschooling and then they have life When, when you start to embrace that homeschooling really is a lifestyle you just have way more fun oh yeah Oh, way yeah. more fun. Yeah. And you see everything as a learning experience and you see everything as a, as a school day. Um, I, I mean, I checked off way more than 175 school days each year. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that was cool. Check school done. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and um, yeah. You're going on a, an adventure during the summer. Yeah. Check cutoffs. Yep. Summer I mean, school done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now there's so, so many fun ways to learn too. And if you can start thinking outside of the box mm-hmm. of just school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But may I also add, think outside the curriculum box too. Yes. Because there are so many moms and, and I get it uh, because that's many of us aren't second generational homeschoolers. Um, we teach the way we were taught and we only know the school experience. So when we come home, we think we have to set up a mini classroom and we have to do exactly what they were doing in the schools. And, um, and, and a lot of times that means buying those wonderful, wonderfully written uh, boxed expensive curriculums, which for some kids that works, right. But for many kids, it doesn't. So um, I like to try and remind moms too, that if, if you came home because what was happening in the classroom doesn't, wasn't working for your kid, then don't do it at home either. <laughs> don't model your homeschool after the same thing you're trying to run away from. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, try to think outside the curriculum box too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I want to go back. You said that you actually were teaching in the classroom and you actually were teaching teachers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was an adjunct. That was how um, I worked part-time so I could um, be a stay-at-home mom. 
So I taught in there, I have a master's in math ed. And so I taught the teachers how to teach math in the, in the evening classes. So my husband would go to work in the morning and I would stay home with the kids. And then when he got home, I would go teach college classes. And so we did that until my daughter was like four years old. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So did people question you? I mean, it's like, I laugh at that. (laughs) People questioned me all the time through the whole process. Um, And I will say the, the, the harshest critics, not mean, but honest, let's go with honest came from family, you know? Uh, So uh, the grandparents were not on board in the beginning. One set of grandparents eventually came around. Uh, My mom, um, she never did. So even at my daughter's high school graduation, um, she wasn't around for my sons, but um, for my daughter's high school graduation, I remember her hugging me and saying, I'm so proud of you and Francesca. Somehow she came out. Okay. (laughs) Like, thanks mom. (laughs) My, My husband's mom and dad, they, they came around a lot sooner. And I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, they have another set of grandkids and they're in the traditional, um, school calendar setting. And so, um, they just realized early on that they were able to spend a whole lot more time with our set, this set of grandkids than with the other set, because, we just had more freedom in our schedule and we could go on trips together and they could go shopping with grandma. They could go to lunch with grandma. I even, uh, one, one year, um, my mother-in-law had this sweet habit of every time she would open up a Christmas gift from the kids, she would make a a sweet little comment about their handwriting because my kids don't have the best handwriting in the world. And so finally one year I said, you know what? You have such beautiful handwriting. Would you mind teaching the kids cursive? And she was like, sure. So for a couple of months, she taught my kids cursive. And I think in that she got to see, first of all, oh, what Carrie does every day. (laughs) And she was a classroom teacher. So it's very different when you're home. Um, But she also got to spend a lot of time with the kids teaching them something that she loved and she was very good at. And it really helped her change her perspective that, um, you know, homeschooling wasn't, I wasn't ruining, we weren't ruining the kids because we were homeschooling. We were actually giving them an advantage yeah. um, that a lot of kids don't have because they're not able to, to be home homeschooling. So yeah. Yeah. If you have uh, naysayers in the family, bring them on board, <laughs> have them teach something. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I know I'm very blessed in that my parents have always been very supportive. In fact, my mother uh, regularly comes to our um, homeschool group and she's been doing that for almost 15 years and um, has even taught classes and stuff. Um, So I was very grateful for that. My husband's side for me was the one, I don't think they were fully on board until my oldest graduated from college, like cum laude or something like that. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I guess it does work. You know? Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am, I am so grateful because God gave me a fifth son, seven and a half years young after 
my first four. And I have been able to learn from all of the things I, yeah, just learn from all. I, I want, I don't want to say mistakes, but let's face it. I, I did it the hard way and I am, I have been able to let my youngest son just be who he is. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard when the whole world is telling you, oh, they have to do this. No, they have to do that. And then that's not what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And we have that voice in our head too, yeah, uh, oh, because yeah. we're looking around and we're seeing what everybody else is doing, what are, what other kids are able to do. Or, and, and so we also put um, that expectations on us, but um, yeah. I only had two kids. Um, and yes, my, my eldest was my guinea pig. And there were a lot of things <laughs> that yeah. I would have, um, that I actually did differently with my son, but unlike you, it wasn't because there was an age difference. Um, it was because he was just so different from my daughter that I learned really quick that I was going to have to do things very differently. Um, and that's another thing. A lot of moms think that they can homeschool because they have a, a child with uh, special needs or, or learning differences. And I actually uh, am a huge advocate for if your kid has learning challenges, homeschooling is actually the best place for them to be because, uh, you know, uh, those of you who have been listening to me for a while, you know, that my son is dyslexic and he has dysgraphia. And, um, and so we just had to do things very differently um, so that he could learn what he needed to learn and what he wanted to learn. And the one year that I was so self-doubting our decision and I just thought I was ruining him. And I started calling the local school district and the the local, um, you know, private school down the street to put him in because somebody has got to do better than, than I'm doing. You know, I really felt like I was messing him up and I wasn't giving him what he was needing. And I remember distinctly talking to the local public school and I told her, you know, that he was dyslexic and he had dysgraphia and she was telling me all the things, quote unquote, all the things that they would accommodations they would give him. And that's why he needed to be down there. And she's listing off this stuff. And I'm like, no, um, he already gets one-on-one tutoring. That's that that's with me. And, um, oh, we'll have extra time on his test. And I'm like, huh. He kind of already does that with me. We can, <laughs> can give him as much time as he needs. And, and she was just rattling off, you know, the things that he would get. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, we, he's already, somehow I was already giving him the accommodations that the mommy instinct in me was saying, no, he needs this, or he doesn't need this. or we could do this or books on tape. I'm dating myself, audible, yeah. <laughs> now. Um, all those things he was already uh, had the opportunity to do and use because he was already homeschooling. There was no reason there was no, I, his IEP was already written um, right. and we didn't need anybody else to follow through on that IEP. It was all happening um, yeah. at home. And so I, I really do think that mamas learn that very early on that their, their kids are different. And I had a whole closet full of curriculum that I loved and worked well with Francesca and I was saving them for Joe and (laughs) Joe comes along and I didn't use any of them. (laughs) Not a one gave them all away. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I totally get that. I had my first three 
were like, okay, I could have put them into a schoolroom and they would have flourished um, mm-hmm. because they were just like, okay, we do this, we do this, we do this. My fourth one comes along and I'm like, here I am feeling like I've got this. And then my fourth one comes in and I had to totally throw out everything. And then my fifth one, thank goodness it had all be already been thrown out. So I, I could really start even, even fresher with him, but yeah, every kid is different and homeschooling. We're just so blessed to be able to give our kids that opportunity to be an individual rather than, you know, squishing them into that, you know, box. little box that, that the schools have to have to work with because mm-hmm. I mean, almost all of my female relatives are school teachers mm-hmm. <laughs> and they are amazing women. They mm-hmm. do so much, yep. but they have to fit everybody in the little boxes. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard. Well, I love the, the subtitle of your book, you know, homeschool and step with God, because really I feel like, you know, even that, that, taking that first step into homeschooling is such a leap of faith. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. And if you're going to do it, you know, doing it in step with God is the way to do it. So, um, and it really does help if you have that faith to do it more confidently. Yeah. I, I felt, um, the years that I was, I was burnt out or the years that I was uh, self-doubting were always the years I was using my plans instead of just relying on, you know, what God was clearly telling me uh, the year was supposed to look like. Um, So I always was the one that was complicating things. Um, It was always me. Um, But yeah, I, my favorite verse, one of my homeschooling verses is Isaiah 54, 13. And I plastered it all over the house. I had it in my planner. I had it on my uh, computer screen. But it's the verse that says, um, the Lord will be the teacher of your children and great shall be their peace. And so when I started to take the, the, the reins and started doing things my way, I would have to remind myself of God's promise that actually, no, God truly, he created them. And he's the one that called us to do this. And he will ultimately, he is ultimately their teacher. And so, and he promises that great shall be their peace. I just needed to allow God to do the the teaching. And I did learn early on that uh, we weren't homeschooling for the kids. God called me home to homeschool to teach me. And so um, he was actually teaching me an awful, an awful lot of lessons through um, homeschooling. So I just needed to be obedient um, to his callings and, and to stop looking at the interrupt, stop looking at things as interruptions um, and more of, no, this is my, these are my marching orders for the day or the marching orders for fifth grade. (laughs) This is how things are going to go and uh, just rely on the Lord to get me through it because he already knows. So, yeah. Yeah. Now those people that come to you and, and say, well, you know, but the state standards, um, we have to do those, right? I mean, you have two kids who you graduated from high school, from homeschool, um, and they Mm -hmm. are, have gone on to college. I mean, how does that work? (laughs) How does it work? (laughs) 
I'd love to remind moms because we live in California. And so there are so many families now mass exiting California, right? So they're going to other states uh, for freedom and for uh, just to escape some of the craziness. Um, but when you move to another state, you're going to get to say Tennessee and your kids in fifth grade and Tennessee is going to tell you, you know, your kids a little behind in this, this, and this, because we covered that in third grade and second grade. And in California, we didn't, but then there might be some areas that when you get to Tennessee, your kids ahead of, because in California, the standard was we do it in second or third grade and Tennessee doesn't do it until fifth or sixth grade. So if you have that mentality of, I might be moving, right? Or I'm moving to another state. There's different expectations and standards in each state. So why are we putting so much, um, you know, such a rule of law that we have to follow these arbitrary standards of we have to learn about the missions in fourth grade? Why? Why? Um, I think a lot of the moms that come to us with those, those questions about standards, um, at least here in California, they tend to be... Um, in charter schools. Yeah. And so um, there is a big push in the charter schools for them to stay um, aligned because mm -hmm. of their accreditation. And then there are some homeschooling states out there like Massachusetts and New York that um, you have to uh, follow the standards to a certain point. Um, so, but, you know, it for me, it was always, we're going to do God's standards first. And then if we don't get to something, there's always next year. Yeah. <laughs> there's always next year. And then um, I loved, I was listening to Sarah McKenzie um, talk about book, read aloud books, right? And she was talking about some of the books that she really wanted to read with her kids, but she never got to. And um, she was talking about how if we put the pressure on ourselves to read every single great classic before they graduate, we're kind of robbing them because there are some classics out there that are best devoured as adults. And we know that as homeschooling moms, because I can sit there and read um, where the red fern grows with my kids. And it's impacting me a whole lot more <laughs> than it was impacting my kids. And um, uh, a Christmas Carol when I read that to my kids as an adult, I mean, they enjoyed it. And some, a lot of the stuff went over their heads, but as an adult and tale of two cities as an adult, I, we, we just have more experiences to draw from that. Those books really just um, hit a different chord when you read them at a different stage of your life. And so I look at learning that way too. If we, push and, and have this expectation that they have to learn all of this stuff before they leave us. Well, what's left to learn, right? Our goal should be teaching them to be lifelong learners and to love yes. learning. So if they know everything and they're experts before they get out of school, then why go off to college or why get a, you know, a certificate in something? Why, why bother to learn or read anything new? Cause you already know everything, right? So um, it, leave a little room for your kids to, <laughs> to learn something as an adult <laughs> and yeah. to read some good books when they're older. So the standard schmandards, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually pulled my youngest two um, from a charter school when they hit high school because 
yeah, standards, standards. I mean, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do that to them. Um, my three older ones, uh, the charters weren't as strict um, mm -hmm. when they were in high school, but yeah, the, the charters have changed. California is definitely um, not as homeschool friendly in that way, um, you know, as far as the charters go. Um, well, the charter schools, they, they are a public school. And that's what a yeah. lot of moms don't realize that they real they are public school independent study, basically. And so yeah. in order for them to keep their charter and in order for them to keep their accreditation, they have to follow the same standards as the public yeah. school down the street. So if that's how you need to homeschool or, or that's how um, you feel that's the best way. Uh, for your family to homeschool is through charter, then, you know, all the more have at yeah. it, but just keep in mind by signing up, you are also signing up for all the stuff that comes with public school. Yeah. You just get to do it at home at your yeah. own pace. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you do get to be more creative. I mean, I was mm -hmm. a, mm -hmm. um, a teacher for a homeschool charter for five years and there are some really good charters out there that, mm -hmm, you know, they mm -hmm. try and give you as much freedom as possible. Yeah. Um, when it gets to the high school, it's high a new ball day, game. Yeah, yeah, it's a totally new ball game. But, um, but yeah, I, tr I tried to work with families. It's like, okay, you know, get to the point where you can leave if you want, if, if that was, they wanted that independence. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, yeah, it, you have to go into it understanding that it is a public school. They have to do certain things in order to be accountable to the state. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, and actually the freedom in homeschooling is what freedom and flexibility is what our entire family just loved about it. Yes. Because uh, the reason my daughter wanted to homeschool high school was because she wanted to chart her own course. That's what she said. She's like, I know what I want to be. I know what I want to do. She had a whole plan. She's like, I know what classes I want to take. I know what I wanted. Uh, she traveled through high school because she had so much time, um, more time than most traditional students that by, by the time she graduated high school, she had visited more countries than I had visited states because wow. she just loves, she loved traveling. She loves learning about different people. She found different programs like World Stride and People to People and mission trips through church and stuff like that, that, um, you know, she was just able to do that kind of stuff. So she knew what she wanted to do and homeschooling gives you the freedom to do that. Right. And then when, uh, my son came along, he wanted to keep, even though sports was a big thing for him and he knew that, um, uh, there might be less of a chance of him being seen or whatever, um, going the route that he went, it allowed him so much more time to, uh, have lessons and to hit and to work out at the gym and to, to do the things that he felt he needed to do and then get his schoolwork done as quickly and, uh, <laughs> as he possibly could. So he could get on to the stuff he really wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and then my husband loved it because he would plan our family vacations around what we were learning. We could go on the off seasons where it was cheaper. Yes. Um, he, and he, he had the blessing of working from home the majority of the time we homeschooled. So he could help with some of the stuff that we were learning. And I, I don't know, it's just, homeschooling is just a beautiful lifestyle. It's such a gift, especially when you embrace 
the freedom and flexibility that comes with it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I agree. There's, and it's, you, you can have so much fun too. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I love the ditch days. So when things were going horribly wrong, mm-hmm. horribly wrong, um, we, you literally have the time and the freedom and flexibility to close up the books, mm-hmm. pack up the car. And in the old days, we would have a Disney ditch day. That was when you could afford Disney. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we would go to the beach or we would just go on a nature hike or we would go to grandma's or whatever. We would just, we, we had the freedom and flexibility to just say, you know what? We're not going to get anything done today. And you can yeah. tell, you can mm-hmm. tell when the Charlie Brown teacher thing is happening and everything you're saying is just coming out. Wah, 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 wah. You can yeah. push and push and make everybody cry. They're still not going to learn anything. It's just one yeah. of those days. So you might as well just pack it up, <laughs> take yeah. a day off and hit it the next day. And homeschooling gives you that freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times when I would have one of those days, it's like, okay, let everybody put away your books. Let's make cookies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go play cookies. Some games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go play some games. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. You're all about game scoring. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. But I mean, they, they were like, Oh, good. we get to make cookies. And it's like, okay, you give me half a cup. Can you show me where the half mark is? And okay, yep. you count out all the chocolate chips. We want five chocolate chips in every single cookie, you know, just things like that, you know, that it just, changing their paradigm, changing their point of view. And so they're still learning, but we're doing it with fun. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and when you have those days in the classroom, you can't turn it off. No, no, you just have to struggle through it. And the other thing about those days is that sometimes it is an academic thing, you know, where the, the topic is too challenging and you're pushing it or whatever, or it could be the curriculum you're trying to use and you just haven't faced the fact that the curriculum doesn't work for your kid. Um, but when you're homeschooling, a lot of times it's a heart issue yeah. and we have the freedom and flexibility and the time to stop something, to stop an argument or to stop the rolling around on the floor or to, to stop the, the, the stomping on the ground and address the issue. You know, is this a character issue? Is this a heart issue or is this truly an academic, you know, I'm struggling with it. And a lot of the times it, it was more of a character issue or a heart issue or something happened that we didn't know about. And so we have the freedom to sit and and talk with our kids and um, to either hear them if their heart is hurting um, or if it's something we have to correct. um, We have the freedom and time to do that. And again, in the classroom, they, they just don't, they don't have that, that freedom. And nowadays there are a lot of things they just can't even bring up and talk about anyway. So even if a a teacher wanted to address, um, you know, some stuff they, they wouldn't be able to, but for me, that was one of my favorite parts of homeschooling is, um, is building those connections and, um, having an opportunity to really see what was, what my kids about, you know, what makes them tick, uh, what, what really gets them going, what brings them joy and, and what some of those, um, I used to call them, uh, opportunities for, for growth. Right. So my, my son is very, very stubborn. Um, and so I just looked at, he gets it from me. So I just have to say that up front. Um, but I looked at his stubbornness one day and said, Lord, help me turn that into steadfastness. 
So help me turn this very worldly trait into a godly trait. And so, because yeah, I wanted my boy to grow up and stand firm in his faith and be stubborn about what he believes and why he's doing things or not doing things. That's a good godly trait to have, but we call that steadfastness, Yeah. <laughs> but he was being very stubborn. So when you're homeschooling, you have that opportunity to build and to change those negative qualities into the godly qualities. So, and he is still very, um, steadfast. <laughs> as a soon to be 20 year old, yeah, <laughs> but a lot yeah. more for his faith than in other categories. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks so much for bringing that up because I mean, really, you know, learning a math, something about math or, or handling, you know, having a better character. I mean, what is going to actually serve them best and help them share their genius out in the world best I mean yeah we need to have some math but we do have calculators we have accountants for the really hard stuff you know in business but if we don't have the character traits right that we need yeah that's a really hard lesson to learn especially mm-hmm. as an adult mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it is it is nice when we can we have that freedom I know um I had to use a, a technique, I, um, it's called the tomato staking when my kids were little. And um, I, I read it someplace, I don't know where, I wish I could find it, but if they were having a really challenging day, they had to stay right near me the entire day. And they would be not happy about it at first. And so every time they would, express something that you know in a negative way it's like okay how this would be a better way of, you know this could be a better way or you know can you think of a better way of saying that or expressing that or you know being nice to your brother or whatever and it's just helping them grow and helping them see themselves as god sees them and seeing mm-hmm. the world you know, in a better way, especially their siblings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, those days were really hard on me, but, you know, at the beginning, but they were so transforming for the kid. It really was allowing them to grow more fully, just as a tomato, when you stake it, it has more fruit and is stronger. Yeah. So, um, and I love that you brought up siblings because that's another, um, I feel, hidden blessing. Um, when you homeschool that a lot of moms don't realize when they come home or they say they can homeschool because their kids don't get along um, or they don't get along with their kids. Um, I truly believe the friendship and bond that my kids have with each other, they wouldn't have, it wouldn't be as strong if we hadn't homeschooled. Um, they, they truly call each other their, their best buds, their best friends. When something great happens to Joe, Francesca's the first person he calls and vice versa. And um, I remember Francesca, her freshman year of college, you know, coming home one day and saying, you know, mom, it really saddens me because in our small groups, we talk about, you know, our family and, and everybody just has such negative, you know, feelings about their families and especially about their siblings or their parents. And, and she said, "And, and I just feel so bad because all I do is talk positively about Joe and how awesome he is and how I love hanging out with him. And, 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 
you know, I listen to their stories about how they don't get along with their mom or they don't get along with their dad. And I'm thinking, I can't wait to go home and tell my mom about this conversation, you know? Um, so I really do think, um, that's, that's one of those hidden blessings that your kids actually become closer now. Yeah. yeah, They're going to get on each other's nerves because literally we spend 24 seven together because we're homeschooling. Um, so yeah, I don't want to make it sound like it's peaches and cream every single day, but in the long run, I really do think uh, homeschooling had an awful lot to do with building those important relationships um, as a family and as with siblings. I agree. I mean, when my oldest went away to college, we um, started a family call once a week and yeah, and it was, you know, we still do it. We still do it. And I mean, he's 28 now and um all of you know everybody gets on and we just connect you know it's like what are you doing this week you know mm-hmm. sometimes they get into these really deep conversations but it's such a blessing because our youngest son is so much younger than his his brothers but it has allowed that connection mm-hmm. you know uh to grow even though there's you know such a distance um our three oldest boys live in Texas and our fourth son and his wife live in Colorado now. And so, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful for that, that family mm-hmm. cohesiveness mm-hmm. that I know a lot of, uh, you know, like your uh, daughter is finding a lot of families don't have that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny. So many people have told me, Oh, I could never homeschool. My kids don't listen to me. And I'm like, right. well, <laughs> that's the first lesson you teach them then (laughs) discipline, you know, and um, yeah, sometimes something that we need as moms. So, well, Carrie, I mean, I think I could keep talking to you for the next hour or so, but I don't, you've given me, we do have a lot in common. We do. This is so much fun. Um, But I, I need to let you go, but thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your genius with us and all of your experiences. I know it's blessing so many people. Thank you for having us. It was so much fun talking to you. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.